Hi there. Welcome to the penultimate episode of this year's season of The Saturday Quiz. Thanks for tuning in. My name is John Leary, and I'm here to ask the questions from the quiz in The Saturday Paper. The two people joining me today to try and answer those questions are both theatre royalty. Between them, they've won just about every award possible in Australian theatre. He is an actor, singer, and the artistic director of the State Theatre Company of South Australia, and she is currently starring in his production of the play Ripcord to socially distanced packed houses. She was appointed a member of the Order of Australia in 2014 for significant service to the performing arts, particularly musical theatre, and the Hayes Theatre in Sydney is named in her honour. Welcome to the podcast, Mitchell Butel and Nancy Hayes. Thank you very much, John. Lovely to see you. Thanks for having oh, us. Well, it's lovely to have you both. Lovely to be here. Very excited <laughs> and nervous. Nervous, yes. <laughs> oh, don't be nervous at all. This is this is easy. Now, I, I, I usually ask the guests what their expert category is, but if if you didn't say musical theatre, I'd be very surprised. So, can I ask you instead what kind of questions? Are you hoping to avoid? Mm, well, I said to Nancy when she arrived, I said, I hope he asks a few showbiz questions because we'll, bo- <laughs> we'll both know those. I, look, I, I'd be honest, I'd, sport I'm not going to do so well on. It's uh, much as I admire sportsmen and, you know, see the connection between performers and sportsmen, I'm not that knowledgeable in that field, so I'll be throwing mm-hmm. to Nancy for those. <laughs> <laughs> there is always a sports question or two in, in the quiz. Yeah. We'll give it a go. We'll give it our best shot. <laughs> what, what, what about you, Nancy? Is, is there anything in particular that you... the sporting thing as well, I'd say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll give lots of hints when, when we get to the sporting question. How about that? Good, uh, good. All the help we All right. Get. Shall we start with question number one? Mm-hmm. All right. Question number one is this bird has flown is the bracketed title of which 1965 beatles song this bird has flown this bird uh, da, 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 this bird no, oh norwegian wood how's it go um yeah that, when i awoke this this bird had flown. Yeah, that's she, a, exactly yeah. right. It, it, it is wow. Norwegian wood. Because there's a great that's, Kurt Elling version of Kurt Elling's my favourite jazz singer, and he recently did, oh, what album was it? Anyway, he does Norwegian wood on it, this kind of jazzy scat version. So I was I singing really, it the I other day. I don't really know it, I don't think. Norwegian wood. You don't know Norwegian wood? It's it's the first appearance of a, a sitar in Western rock oh, on a Western oh. rock album. Yeah, it was on their album Rubber Soul. Right. Yeah. And doesn't she, he ends up in the bath in the song because she. That's right, he <laughs> sleeps in the bath. Uh, oh, isn't and it good? Isn't it good? Norwegian no, no, wood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know it. Of course you know it. Oh, there you go. Very well done. Oh, one yeah. out of ten. That's good. Well, we might be a total fail. That's good. Question number one, you, you got it easy peasy. All right, question number two. A painting by whom recently became the highest value Australian artwork ever sold at auction? Ooh, recently. Would it be Brett Yeah, Brett just Whiteley? a couple of weeks ago. Nancy said Brett Whiteley. That could be good. Well, Nancy is correct. <gasps> oh, wow. What was it? Yeah, it's Brett Whiteley. It, it, it was a painting called Henri's Armchair, and it sold, do you know roughly how much it sold for? I have no idea. 
A million dollars. No, uh, <laughs> high, so highest ever. Highest in, ever. Highest ever for for an Australian artwork ever sold at auction. Wow. Is it a large work? It is quite a large work, yeah. It, Three yeah, million. You know, it sold, let me tell you, it sold for over $6 million. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It had only ever had one owner previously, and that was the late Clive Evett, right. who was a, a well-known art dealer and defamation lawyer. Oh. He'd bought it in... 1975. I don't, I don't have, I don't own that much art. But Ross Coleman, a great choreographer who both Nancy and I worked with, he said to me, "You're not an adult until you buy art to hang something on your wall." So I did buy one piece as a result of Ross telling me to. I grew up. You grew up. I've got many mates, like my mate David Wenham's, who lives down the road from Nancy in Sydney. He's a big art collector. And so when I house-minded him over the years, he's got Bill Henson's on the wall and Ben Quilty's and whatnot. So so he would have got that. He would have got that wow, straight yes. up because he. I don't think he pays six million for stuff. But no. <laughs> well, he's he had his uh, portrait painted by what's his name? Adam Cullen. Adam Cullen. Adam Cullen. Yeah, that's right. Did it win the Archibald or? It, I don't know. Yeah. Did it win or was it? Maybe was, was it, was it um, the public choice? Was mm, it? I can't remember. And actually, some years after he did that, I was seeing a show at the Hayes, the theatre named after Nancy, and saw yes. in the block of flats opposite that someone had that painting of David. In the in their apartment on Greenwell oh, Avenue, funny. and I rang him and said, "You got to get down here. You're 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 hanging in the, <laughs> hanging in the cross. So. Oh. <laughs> hanging about in the cross. Have mm. either of you had your your portraits? Yes, I have. Um, yes, but it didn't get in. It didn't get in. I oh. called John Klein, but I used the portrait in my show Haze at the Haze, which I did last year. Oh, brilliant! For our fifth anniversary, and I had the painting on on an easel as part of the set. Oh, excellent! So we got a bit of a show. Yeah, good. <laughs> Beautiful show. And I, I was painted by a Sydney artist called Michael Sims. Michael's done a few. He's Genevieve Lemon and Paul Capsis and myself and Esther Hannaford. He's a bit of a show oh, business. Yes. Incre- I mean, I, I look I'm... better in... I used to used to be my Facebook profile pic for a while as well. Makes me yeah. look much better so, than yes. I do in real life. I love it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well done. You're doing very well. Two from two. Touch wood. Here we go. Question number three. Is a katana a an Italian sausage... B, a traditional Chilean folk song, or C, a Japanese sword? Oh, could could we have some spelling there, please? Katana, yes, is K-A-T-A-N-A. Oh, that's... I think it might be a folk song. A Chilean folk song, Katana. But the K makes me think Japanese. Japanese. Kate Katana. Oh, what was the other one? Chilean folk song. An Italian sausage. Italian sausage. Or a Japanese sword. Oh, it sounds funky though, doesn't it? Yeah. It sounds like a, hey, play the katana. <laughs> <laughs> play that funky katana. No, we'll go with the sword. Go with the sword. Go with sword? Oh, no. Yeah, go on. Go with sword. Go with the sword. Go with the, go yeah. with the sword, do you think? Yeah, because sword is correct. Ah. Yeah. It's a sword used by samurais, two-handled uh, or, you know, room on the ha- handle for for two hands. And they're roughly about 60 to 70 centimetres long, the blade. Right. Um, I well done. I would have said folk song from the sound of it, from the spelling of it, though, I went. Um, oh, yes. Oh. Well, well, well worked out. That economic spelling um, of the Japanese. All right, question number four. In the workplace... What does WIP or W-I-P stand for? 
Well, in politics, is it like a party whip, isn't there? Oh, like, yeah, it's whip, but it, there's no H in this whip. Oh, W-I-P. Oh, yeah. Um, work in progress, isn't it? Work in progress is the right answer. Yes. Well done. Well, like when you have a whip around. Now that I'm a manager, like where we have many of these meetings, we'll have just have a quick whip, shall we? So work in progress meetings. So, <laughs> All right, question number five. Which American jazz singer was nicknamed Lady Day. Billy Holiday. Easy. Easy as you like. Goodness. I had all these clues for you. You didn't need one of them. There's a wonderful <laughs> wonderful show called Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill that Audra McDonald did. About on, two years ago. Yeah, it's on yeah. Broadway. So, Fabulous, uh, apparently. Oh, what, what is it? What's it called? It's called Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill. So it's a kind of Billie Holiday doing a kind of uh, performance. In, a cl- in like a club. Mm. Yeah. Right. It's set up like a club. Yes, so the, it's the, beautiful. The so. like and I, sh- I saw Audra McDonald play Billie Holiday on, mm. in New York. She's amazing. Mm. So. Wow. Yeah. Remember that film years ago that Max Cullen did where he sang like Billie Holiday? That's right. Yes. That's what it was B- called Billie's Holiday. Holiday. Billie's Holiday, so yeah. Did with Richard Word? Richard, Richard directed did it. it. Yeah. And oh, t- really? Yeah. 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 It was, I thought it was great fun. It was good. Tina Burstall was in it. Chris yeah. McCoy. Chris McQuaid, I think. Chris McQuaid was in it, yeah. yes, that's right. Because Max can sing that incredible falsetto. High, high yeah, falsetto. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, do you know uh, Billy Holiday's real name? I should know that. This is a sort of extra bonus question. Her initials are EF. Eleanor Figby. Oh, Eleonora is correct. Eleonora. Eleonora. And it's the name of the, um, the pickpocket teacher in um, Oliver. Eleonora Fagan. Eleonora Fagan. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And she she borrowed the name Billy from her favourite actress, Billy Dove, and Holiday was her father's performing name, even though he was long out of her life by the time she started singing. Ah. Yeah. Eleonora Fagan. Hmm. Eleonora Fagan. Well, if I ever get to play Fagan in Oliver, I'll ask people to call me Eleonora. So, (laughs) brilliant. All right. Well, on that note, we might take a little break and we'll be right back. Thanks for coming back. I'm with Nancy Hayes and Mitchell Butel. They're up to question number six. They've got five from five. Doing very well. That's good. And we can keep it up. Yes. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. And all these questions, are they, do they appear in the Saturday paper, do they? They do. They appear in print in the Saturday paper. So I can um, get it, pull it out with friends at coffee and, and you know, <laughs> say, no, I haven't seen these at all. And, <laughs> and you won't be lying. You, you haven't read them. No, that's yeah. true. Yeah, You might have heard them, but that's different. <laughs> all right, question number six. In darts, what is the most points you can score with a single throw? So here's here's the sports question that you were hoping to avoid. I would imagine like it's a hundred. If you can get it in the middle. Is that the middle? The middle, the bullseye is, is only worth 50 points. Ah, yeah, with a single dart. So the hunt, there is a hundred points. There is not. There is not a hundred points. Oh, so it's fifty. It's not fifty. It's more than fifty. Seventy-five. You know, on the, on the dartboard, how there's there's regions for each of the numbers, but then there's there's small rings halfway outside the board, and then at the very edge of the board are multipliers. Of the numbers. Ah. So there's a two times multiplier and a three times multiplier. 
So if you hit your dart on, do you know what the highest number on the board is? Never played darts. I've, I've done it drunkenly once and nearly hit someone in the head with it. But um, <laughs> you don't get any points for that, I don't think. So, so fifth. So if a bullseye is not the, the highest, highest number, mm. ah. So this with this particular spot, you get three times what so, the number oh. is on that particular. Right. Yeah. Well, surely yeah. it's a hundred times three. Yeah, 300. No, no, because because there's only oh, the board is only divided into twenty numbers around the board. So it's one to twenty. Oh, so it's 60. It's 60. It's 60. Oh, yeah. oh, you led us there. You led us there. Of I told you I'd give you lots of clues to <laughs> get the sports <laughs> questions. And you got there. It is 60 points. Oh, now, you, now we know. That's now good. you know. All right, question number seven. Is Dunedin north or south of Hobart? And there's a bonus question in this. You get a bonus point for naming the New Zealand region in which Dunedin is the principal city. So is it north or south of Hobart, firstly, and then what region is it in New Zealand? I think it would be south of Hobart. South of Hobart? Hobart's pretty... Mind you, the bottom of Tasmania... Dunedin's at the bottom of New Zealand. Right. Or very near the bottom of the South Island. But the bottom of Tasmania goes from there to to the Antarctic, so it's pretty close... I wonder when you fly when you fly from Sydney to New Zealand. That terrible geography. I've got no sense of space. Terrible for a director. I have no sense of space. Um, yeah, I think, I think, I think it's south. south. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the name of the region. Region, no. I it's the South Island. It is south, and and it is more southerly of Hobart. And you're right; it is on the South Island as well. But and there's a region. There's a region. There's sixteen regions. Of New Zealand. I just know from the wine. So there's the Marlborough. That's up the top. (laughs) What's the sounds that you go through when you get the beautiful ferry from Picton? Um, The Marlborough sounds. It's the Marlborough sounds, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And there's another sound, the Milford sound. Milford sound. Milford sound. Wine. It is near the Milford sound, isn't it, Dunedin? Dunedin. I did a cruise a few years ago and we went there. It starts with... Oh, Ottawa. No, Ottawa's in Canada. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> but oh, you're, you're close. The the kind of sounds. What is it? It's oh. um. It it is also O followed by a T. Otago. Otago is the right answer. Oh, you was right. on something, so yeah, Otago. yeah. Ottawa, Ottawa, <laughs> Ontago. That's right. And you was on something. Yeah, yeah. Ot something. Well done. Well, that's a, well that's done. a quarter point for that one, I reckon. Uh, all right, let's see if you can get question number eight right. In which 2006 film does Shane Jacobson play a Melbourne plumber? Kenny. Kenny is the right answer. Well done. And coming to the Ensemble Theatre. Exactly, yeah. It's, by Stevie yeah, Rogers. The, the film it, was written by Shane and his brother Clayton and it's been adapted for the stage by Stevie Rogers and will be presented by the Ensemble Theatre for Sydney Festival starring Ben Wood. Oh. Perfect. I think that's such a great idea. I love the Isn't film Isn't it great? So much. Yeah, yeah. Nice. All right, question number nine. It, it is also a sports question, so... So strap in, you two. Question number nine. Which team won the WBBL title last month? Now, do you know what the WBBL is? Yes, yes. Women's. Oh. Women's cricket. It is women's cricket. It's it's women's Big Bash League, the 2020 cricket. Now, I should know this because I was watching 
some of the preliminaries. It was between the Sydney team and the Melbourne team. That's correct. And I think the Melbourne. Are they the Thunder? It's the Melbourne Stars, Stars. and the Sydney Thunder. Yeah. So, it was the so Melbourne. With, sorry, which one? Melbourne. It was not Melbourne. Oh, it was Sydney. It was Sydney. Sydney Thunder won by seven wickets with six overs remaining. But Melbourne were the more fancied team. They, they had been playing better through the season, but the Sydney Thunder actually won in the in the final. Oh, that's great that you were watching it. Were you watching it? Was it just here? Yeah. Ah. Well, God, my husband was watching it actually. He likes Silverman's cricket. Mm, he excellent. He thinks they're great. Yeah. It's very good, Nancy. Well done. Excellent. Oh, yeah, well done, Nancy. Well done, but... All right, we're, we're up to the last question. Can you believe it? It's gone quickly. Yes. All right, question number 10. Nobel Peace Prize winning philosopher Albert Schweitzer attested there are two means of refuge from the miseries of life music and what? Ripcord at State Theatre Company, South Australia, starring Nancy Hayes till December 13. Uh, I don't recall him actually saying that. Music and art? Or what what was the beginning of the quote again? There are two means of refuge from the miseries of life, music and Something else. I was going to say family, but for some people that can be its own kind of misery. <laughs> kind of, own kind of misery. Music and art. I like music and something art. something probably more off the wall than that. But is music already art? Yeah, see, I reckon music sort of falls in that same category. Could it be food? Food. Oh, oh I like that. Food. That's a, that's a good, good answer. But it's not... Not correct. I'll let you take another swing at it. It is... Is it in the art world still? No, it's not. It, it's something kind of radically different. Mm. I'll give you a clue. It's a living thing. Oh, small Labradors. Um. Well, you're not far off. Or, well, you know, you're getting closer. Oh, some kind of... Oh, right. Pet. Some kind of pet. Some kind of pet. A particular kind of pet. Dog. Dogs. No, the other one. Cats. 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 Oh, we were just talking about them before we joined you today. He's allergic. Oh, were you? I'm allergic. See, that's that's misery oh. for me. So much that, as I admire That is a misery, yeah, for me misery. too. Yeah, yes, yeah, but yeah. According, according to Nobel Prize winning philosopher Albert Schweitzer, there are two means of refuge from the miseries of life, music and cats. Did he have a lot of them, I wonder? I wonder. He, I didn't find that out, actually, in my research. He was born in what was Germany, but is now France. And he spent a great deal of his life in Gabon, which is a country in Africa, where he set up a hospital. And uh, yeah, he received the Nobel Peace Prize in 1952. But cats aren't peaceful. Cats are, you know, evil, manipulative kind of warriors. I I think he should give his prize back. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Maybe he meant there, there are two means of refuge from the miseries of life, music and the musical cats. Yes. Maybe yes. that's what he or meant. Or 
cat videos, which we mentioned in Ripcord playing at the Dunstan Playhouse, because uh, they're funny. I like cat videos. I've cat videos are good. I find they're yeah. amusing. You can't so. be miserable watching no, watching no, cat videos, can you? Cats again. Though. Yeah, yeah. I, I quite liked the musical, but I didn't like the movie. So no, there you are. I didn't bother to see the movie. I've handed my no, cat. No, I, I must admit I haven't I seen the movie every, either. Every time I'm, when I work with Todd McKenney, he says, oh, cats, that dog of a show. <laughs> <laughs> so painful. Well, on that quip, we might go to another break and we'll be right back. Thanks for coming back. I'm with Nancy Hayes and Mitchell Butel, and they have absolutely smashed this quiz. Well done, you two. Well, that was, it was very um, comforting. To yes. Know. Well, we did. You did indeed. We'll, we'll celebrate tonight. Well, smarty. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> celebrate in the theatre. Have a uh, have a little champagne. We'll have a little champagne after that's the good. show. That's good, yeah. It's an early show, so yeah. that's good. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you both very much for being on the podcast. Well, thank you for asking us. It's been fun. Great pleasure. Thanks, John. And lovely to see see your lovely face as well. Yeah, you too. That's it for another episode of The Saturday Quiz. Thanks for listening. Make sure you've subscribed on whatever platform you get your podcasts because next week, our final episode of the year, is going to be an absolute doozy. There's loads more questions in the quiz to get you through the summer and a few of your favourite guests will be returning to try and make up for all the questions they got wrong during the season. It's going to be really special. This quiz was written by Cindy MacDonald. The podcast was mixed by Atticus Basto. Eric Jensen is our editor-in-chief. My name is John Leary, and I'll have lots more questions for you for the last time this year, same time next week. <laughs>